Wonderful to be with you, be with you guys today. How are you guys doing? Doing great, thank doing you. Doing better, better every minute. Awesome. It's been hard to get you on. We've been trying, but we finally got I've been you. trying to avoid it, but you know, some things you just got to get over yeah. with. We've been trying a lot, but then we got rid of the tunnel and he couldn't refuse it anymore. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's got right. to for the tunnel, of course. Yeah, so last time with Rabbitano, we spoke a bit about sports in Hoshkafa and different, different elements of sports, but today we wanted to do a more halakhic approach and uh, really dive into it. And actually, the first question has a lot to do with what we're doing, uh, what we've been doing for the past few days. Hukas mm-hmm. So we wanted to, uh, a very broad question, but regarding sports, are you like allowed to play? Are you allowed to watch? Does Hukas play a role in it because it's such a... It's a very fascinating question, actually. There is a Medrash Chazal, which talks about uh, one of the details of Hukas being not to build stadiums like the Goyim. And to uh, and there, as a result, there were rabbanim who said going to a sports game is like going to the Roman Colosseum, and that seems to be what Chazal were answering when they spoke about this in the context of Chukos Agayim. So there are those who have made that argument. Uh, the counter argument, uh, which seems to be the more common assumption in uh, most circles, which I subscribe to is that this is not a problem of Chukas HaGoyim, and when, when Chazal were talking about the stadiums and the coliseums, there were different kinds of things that were going on there that are going on today in stadiums, today in stadiums. It's, it's recreation, recreational sports, and that's very different than what was going on then, which may have included certain pagan elements, ritualistic elements, certainly included things which are inherently antithetical to Jewish values, such as you know, fights to the death and people getting eaten by animals and all kinds of crazy things. And so there, there's more of a, you know, there's more of a sad to say that something that's inherently antithetical to Jewish values that the Goyim do, or if there's a ritualistic ceremonial aspect, so then that's Chukos Goyim. And today people come and they watch people, you know, engage in sporting events and that's good fun. So, uh, you know, there's room, I think there's room to to allow and to, to assume that it's not Chukos Goyim. Although I wonder, maybe... Maybe some some aspects of sports, you know, which are a little more, a little more violent, uh, then maybe there's what to talk about. Maybe like we learned that maybe the gra would uh, would not like sports, like we learned on Thursday. Well, I don't know, you know, maybe the gra. Uh, even the gra has to has to give some sort of a limit. Not everything is hukos goyim, even if the goyim came up with it. And the question is, where you draw that line according to the gra? Uh, but certainly, certainly a fair question. Uh, you know, look. On the one hand, when it comes to when it comes to Bnei Torah, if you ask me about Bnei Torah and their involvement in sports and watching sports and playing sports, you know, are not the same. But you know, so playing sports, uh, there's certainly something very healthy about exercise, about uh, about teamwork, about uh, finding finding great outlet for people's energies. 
and watching sports as well. There's something to be said for you know a reasonably you know uh, neutral uh, you know fun outlet you know for people's excitement and energies. And and there's also room for discussing what the balance is. You know, Bnei Torah should be trying to use their time as productively as possible. And there's no doubt that sitting on a Sunday afternoon and watching the 12 o'clock game and the Four o'clock and seven o'clock? Is that how still yeah, is that how it goes? Twelve four one four seven? You know, that's probably not like a, okay, whatever it is. That's that's not an amazing use of a person's day. I think we can all agree to that. So the question of the balance is certainly a question that I think is worth asking. And then look, there are elements of sports which I think are beautiful. And every sports fan knows, and there's a certain etiquette and a certain respect and, and a certain teamwork. And there's also part of the culture of sports which is not like that. And there's a certain part of the culture of sports and maybe some sports more so than others of, of showing off, of, uh, you know, of sticking it to the other, to the other guy. And, uh, you know, there definitely are certain cultural elements which maybe are not healthy for, for a bento. So there's definitely room for people to be asking themselves what's the right, you know, what's the right balance. So I have a follow-up question. You mentioned about violence. Do you think it would be okay to watch, like, MMA or something like that with, like, mixed martial arts? Um, like very, like, it's brutal? very brutal. I, I never really watched it, but I think I, I, I know anyway that it's very, very brutal. Yeah. And I think that it's bad for a person's nefesh. You know, I'm not going to, whether it's halachically us or not, I just think it's a bad idea. Like, we shouldn't be desensitized to, to these kind of things, to, to violence. It should, it should be like, it should hurt our eyes to watch that kind of thing. Not in favor. Okay. But football is different? You know, again, it's all a question of where you draw that line. Football is certainly a lot better than MMA. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I think there's a significant difference, not only in terms of the level of actual, you know, how much people get hurt, but in football, ostensibly, hurting the other guy is not the point of the game. In right. MMA, that is the point. The point is to destroy the other guy. Boxing as well. In football, you have to tackle him. And yeah, if you hit him hard, so then maybe he'll fumble or maybe that's good. You know, but it's still a step removed. Like the point of the game is to score touchdowns, not to, not to destroy the other person. So I do think there is a difference. And I would also understand if a person with a more sensitive, you know, sensitive soul would say, this is too much for me. I don't want to look at people, you know, hitting each other all day. I get that. Yeah. All right. Was the next question was sports on Shabbos? Oof. Sports this on Shabbos. Is a big thing. I, I was thinking of telling Shai to write that down for the list. I mean, look, it's on. You know, it's out there now because you have all these uh, all these guys who who are uh, you know Orthodox and they play on Shabbos, but they don't drive or whatever it is. And now I want to say two things, okay? Just to, you know, on the one hand, I have a lot of respect for them. I have a lot of respect for these guys, and uh, they're trying. to... You know, their dream, their lifelong dream is to play professional sports and it's not, you know, it's not shy to do that and not play in Shabbos and they're trying to make it work and accommodation is not always easy. And uh, I give them credit, you know, for standing up, uh, standing up for what they believe in. But I, I'm not going to say that that's, that's a Shemir Shabbos that I personally would be able to sign off on, you know, quite honestly. Quite honestly, sometimes... Sometimes a from Jew might have to might have to say there's things I can't do because some things are more important and uh, or just be that good that they'll take you anyway without playing on Shabbos. But if someone was asking me that Shiloh Lamaisa, I would not say go ahead and play on Shabbos. But uh, you know, that having been said, do I respect the sacrifice that they do have? I think it's 
admirable each person where they're at. And how about us going out and playing ball? You should not play ball on Shabbos. You're big boys, and you can use your Shabbos for other uh, for other activities. It's a more spiritual day. It's not a day to get you know all right, you know, sweated up and running around and. And uh, I think people have to grow out of the sports on Shabbos mode. So is it because we're not we're not we're not going to play on Shabbos because there's better uses of our time, or is it because there is something like like halachically like you're you're like breaking something? Does say? Yeah, there's. I think you know both are part of the equation. Uh, you know Shabbos. You can make the argument. There, there are posts and there are sources that bring down. You know, is it also to play ball on Shabbos? Is it also to run around? That it is also to run around, but if you enjoy it, so then maybe it's not also. But at the end of the day, even if we can find justifications, I don't think we should find justifications. As I think the character of the day as a day of shvisa, of cessation from our regular activities and the exertion of the week. So even though for many people, part of what they want to do when they take a time out is to run around and, and play ball, but at the same time, it's a cessation from... And that as well, it's a more relaxed day. It's a spiritually focused day. And, you know, mostly Shabbos, you can go ahead and play ball. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much this applies to me, maybe you. I don't know how much sports you play. But there's a, there's a phenomenon that, that when guys go play ball or football or whatever, they, they think you need to take off your tzitzis. You can't wear a kippah because you're running. I don't know, they don't have clips, whatever. Is there room to allow not wearing tzitzis when you ball. Maybe you get too hot or they get ruined. Okay, let's start with the keeper. The keeper, I'm, I'm very against not wearing keeper when you play ball. There's no reason whatsoever. Get a bigger keeper that stays on your head. Get the clips, get the whatever it is. You can figure out a solution. Staple it to your head. I don't know. To run around without a keeper, I don't like it at all. I think it's not justified. In terms of tzitzis, I get it. Uh, you know, there's no absolute chiv to wear tzitzis all the time. I think that a person should try to wear tzitzis as much as, he, much as he possibly can. But I get it. If a person says, uh, I'm afraid it's going to get ripped and it's going to get all sweated up, I'm not going to be able to wear it or whatever, and he takes it off before the game, puts it on again after the game, I don't think that's crazy. How do you guys see the role of sports in your developing uh, growth as B'nai Torah? a good question. You really flipped it on us, huh? Yeah. You should join us. Let's hear, for you. Let's hear from you guys. Uh, I look at sports at like, it's a good outlet. I, I, I really love playing sports and I love like winning. Um, and like just like having a good time and it's, it's good. I, like last year I played a, a ton of basketball and I, I loved it. But I, I think this year, in shot a bet, like it's, it's time to focus more on, uh, you know, more more so. I'm still playing ball. I played ball today because of the leagues and stuff like that. I still think it's a good outlet to go, especially for exercise and stuff like that. But I would, I I would cut it down. But I definitely think it's something necessary. It doesn't have to be ball. So it can just be any outlet that you you use to like, you know, let off steam, get exercise. I think is a good. Uh, well, let me ask you like this: Are there is there anything from your ball background that you think you take with you into your growth as a bentor? There's, um, I mean, there's as the aspiration. I mean, I, I look basketball. You tr- always try to be the best you can. Mm-hmm. And I think you could take that application apply to Torah. So always striving to be better and better, just like you do when practicing by playing basketball. And also, I guess in a certain sense, teamwork. 
effect, you can kind of apply that, you know, working together with the Fabrizio, learning to, uh, like, the strengths and weaknesses of, of, like, your team, your shear, your, your Fabura, whatever it is, and that, that can help you uh, increase your, uh, your Avodah Hashem, I think so. I, I, I think you can definitely draw some, uh, some positives in basketball to apply to uh, Pilgrim. What do you think? You know, for each person it might be different. I can imagine a person saying, yeah, I draw from, you know, the, how driven you have to be and how much you have to practice, I have to work hard, and I take that, you know, into my learning. I take that into my growth as a mentor. I can imagine a person, as you said, you know, the teamwork and, and appreciating what each person brings to the table, how people can complement each other, supplement what, you know, what the other guy brings. I can see that. You know, I can see that. And, and I'm sure for many guys it's primarily just about, as you said, as, you know, taking a break. Yeah. And uh, letting off steam and having a healthy way to get off some energy. How about you, Gami? I think for me, it's definitely the opposite of Ozzy when it comes to playing. Mm-hmm. I think it would, wouldn't hurt me to play a bit more. Okay. It'd be good for me to exercise once in a while. And I, I have fun when I play for, for some reason. I don't know. I'm not in the leagues. I think it would really be fair if I was in the league. <laughs> be like, cause like, It'd just be too the good. Rankings go from, yeah. uh, the ranking, like the top player can be a 10. But like, if, you just have, if you throw a 20 in there on one team, I don't know it's if it's not easy. Fair. It's not easy. So... Uh, I'm big into making the league fair, so I, Messier Snefesh, I stepped aside. Oh, that's so selfless. Yeah. Incredible. But when it comes, I'm less of a player, more of a, more of a fan. So uh-huh. for me, I, I mainly use basketball to, I have a, one fantasy team that I just, at the beginning of the week, I set the lineup, check it occasionally. So it doesn't take up a lot of time. And then I also, I'm a big Celtics fan. So I like watching their highlights. That's like my, uh, my, daily, my daily basketball fix. But I don't know. For me, I think I think like Ozzy, it's like healthy. It's uh, there's other things to do in life, and this is a very kosher, healthy thing to do. So if watching the the five minute basketball highlights in the mornings or breakfast, I think it's uh, I think it's a good thing to have. It makes you a fan of a team. You feel like you're part of something. But I think the question is here's here's a question that I want to throw at you guys. You know, one model might be, you know, the guy who takes a break and watches the highlights and it's fun and you know and, and that's great and people deserve to have fun and take a break and get their mind off something or whatever the case may be some guys like walk around all day thinking about you know thinking about the games and like when they're by themselves that's where their mind goes and when they're here sometimes that's where the mind goes and like maybe at that point you know it's a distraction more so than a more so than an outlet when you need one, maybe it's maybe it's too much of a distraction. You know, what are you guys' experiences or thoughts? Yeah, no, it's, I think it's easy to get sucked into that. You have to you have to realize when enough is enough. Like honestly, this year I've not really been paying attention to a lot of basketball, which is crazy because of this podcast. But well, that's why we started making it more more or less about the league and just right, more hash coffee. Yeah, but shot of bet. Right, of course. Um, but uh, like, like for me, I'm, I'm, I have been like following the Jets a lot. So what I do is I don't like. It's one thing to watch, like all the highlights, all, like every every game this week's you know highlights. That 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 can take a while. But if you watch like whatever the Jets game highlights, usually like ten to thirteen minutes. Usually that like that that's what I would watch, and I think that has to just be a balance of 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 how much time you're spending on it. Uh, yeah, I think so. I agree. I, I mean, like, I've seen guys who, like you said, the entire day are just thinking about the game, checking their 20 fantasy leagues, 
like betting on all their teams and all their players. We'll get to that topic later. <laughs> but I agree with Ozzy. Like, I, I personally like when the games aren't at like two a.m. Like, I'll, I'll watch a basketball game. Like, I enjoy it. Me and my dad will like go sit down on the couch and watch a bas- Celtics game together. Um, I've I have a lot of fun doing that. But at the same time, like, you you can't. I don't think it's like healthy for these guys that go and they they're all of all their entire Sundays this game the next game the next game like there's there's some guys here who like you like see like watching on in the conference room at like like 2 a.m. like basketball game like uh, football games it's also a lot easier for me because I'm Canadian so I don't have to like make my Sunday revolving around football it's a lot easier for me hockey's but, a few times a week football's just one I do basketball one, two days. Uh, I'm a hockey guy uh-huh. but yeah, I think like Ozzy said it's um you just have to make sure that number one, you don't have to keep up with the entire leagues, every highlights. Pick a team and follow that team, and then you don't also don't have to watch every single game. You can do the highlights. You're uh, you're good. All right, one more, one, one more, more question. What do you guys want? All right, do we segue from what I just said? Yeah, um, there's it's becoming more popular every year. Betting on sports, whether it be on the game, who's going to win the MVP, fantasy betting, what in. In Yiddishkeit, what's the, how do we view betting in general, betting on sports, like uh, mutter, not allowed? Right. It's almost like we discussed this whole thing. <laughs> Did we not have a whole yeah. discussion of this? Uh, look, you know, in general, betting uh, should, not be, should not be done. Uh, and certainly betting on a game, betting on, on anything. And now, if, if the money, is, you know, you guys make a bet and then whoever loses has to pay up, I have zero way to justify that. I think it's also al-piyalachal for sure. In addition to the halachic aspect, there's the ashkafic aspect. You know, I think that it's just not a responsible, you know, it's not a responsible lifestyle. It's not, it's not, it's not how B'nai Torah behave. But there's a halachic piece there. I think that's, it's, it's really a problem. The more that you move towards an activity, more so than just betting on the outcome of, of a particular event, Maybe there's room to justify. In other words, let's say participation in a fantasy league, and a lot of guys say, I'm, you know, it's not about winning the money, it's about the whole experience, it's about the league, it's about the competition, it's, a, it's just fun, you know, and I'm, I'm giving the money, uh, and the money's paid in advance, it's paid up already, in order to enter, it's like an entrance fee in order to enter, and there's like a prize at the end. You know, I, it's not crazy in my mind to, to justify that. I think it's not crazy to be machmir either. And maybe if the, if the league wants, they can like donate a portion to Tzedakah, and maybe that would make it better. I'll be also. But okay, there's room. There's what to at least talk about in terms of, in terms of a justification. But just betting straight up on games or, or anything like that, uh, you know, I, I couldn't be in favor of that. So betting for the money's purpose is definitely... Uh, you know, and the point is, as we discussed, you know, the... Uh, the gemir is das, and uh, when people bet straight up on an outcome, they're obviously very hopeful they're going to win, and uh, they're sort of forced to fork over the money. Whereas when the money's paid in advance, and when it's paid for you know participation in something in addition to just playing the outcome, so then there's more room to view it as paying for a service as opposed to just betting on the outcome of a particular event. What if you're betting on the outcome of an event, not with another person, but on a website? Then, you're, then you, nobody thinks yeah. like they're they're going to win the money. 
at the end of the day, you know, a betting service, a betting website, uh, I, I think it's, you know, it's highly questionable, both halachically and hashkafically. Interestingly enough, Al Pialach, of course, the person most in trouble is the winner. You know, not the loser, but the winner. The loser also, but the winner even more so. Uh, taking other people's money mm-hmm. under those circumstances. All right. Good to speak to you guys. And you should just continue to be thoughtful about every area of life and how to incorporate into a Torah experience. Amen. Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for coming on. Thank you.